Sorry, I'm a little late. We were cooking this delicious ramen. Oh, it looks so good. I had freezer ramen. Didn't look nearly as good, but it tasted all right. Well, this is like packaged ramen, but we spruced it up quite a bit. (laughs) It looks good. It's like when you put a hard-boiled egg into your cup of ramen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Feeling mm-hmm. a little bit fancier. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you nicer. really want to treat yourself. To be fair, though, it takes forever to hard-boiled eggs. So or soft-boiled <laughs> eggs. I'm so impatient. Six minutes. <laughs> it takes so long. It's a whole six you, minutes, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, but like, plus, and then you have to give them a little bath. Yeah, it's a little ice bath. <laughs> I guess it's been so long since I've actually like hard-boiled an egg. But like I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to steam them. Mmm. It's less messy. I don't have to use a little scoop to get it out. It's just in a little steamer pan. Then you can put that <laughs> ice bath. I'm lazy. That's I just smart. throw scrambled eggs in and call it good. Yeah, no, I do scrambled eggs. It's, like it's all the time. Oh, I love a good scrambled egg. to the ADHD Book Club Podcast, the only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. My name is Cole. I'm the train conductor of the shipwreck Shipwreck here to discuss uh, Gallant by V.E. Schwab, chapters 9, 10, and 11. And if there's one game mechanic that I enjoy, that I want every game to have, and I think every game would be improved by, it's skill trees. I love skill trees. I want every game to have a skill tree. I want Minecraft to have skill trees. I want pokemon yeah. to have skill trees i want every game to have a skill tree i'm right there with you i love that what Matcha. is a skill tree is that like what you can level up i'm sorry yep. Yep. No, yeah it's, like, ah, uh-uh. it's just like different options for like characters to have like level i guess technically most games have like you could argue like hades technically has a skill tree in whatever like you up- upgrade with like the mirror of night mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Like, that is technically a, technically skill, tree, a yeah. skill tree of sorts it's a weird Got one it. but it is uh but yeah There's, i like, like that Things you can level up that make you more powerful. Cool. Or give you different options or abilities. Uh, what what was the game you made me play? The Japanese game, Matcha, that I played like for five, six streams and then gave up on it. Oh, Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza had a fun skill tree where you literally invested money into yourself. It was like, actual just, money. Yeah, it was di- great. Direct cash to experience. It was great. Like actual people money in real world life? No, 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 like in game money. money, But it was like Uh, the actual currency for everything, which they don't often do. Usually it's like a separate currency. It's like like pay 5 million in game currency to punch stronger. Like, all right, cool. Fucking awesome. Do a fancy, dancy punch. That's kind of, I guess that's kind of Hades too. I guess like Mm -hmm. darkness is sort of currency, but yeah. Anyway. Same with, I mean, some of the house upgrades are kind of like that too. Mm -hmm. So it, it's weird, but true. yeah, a lot of games have it, but there are a few notable ones that definitely don't. So totally. Matcha, you go. Hi, I'm Matcha. I am the head librarian of this book club. I use she, her pronouns. And I think the game mechanic that I like the most is I just want to grapple in everything. <laughs> everything is improved by a grappling hook. You don't know what your game needs. It needs a grappling hook. 
let me get around faster, please. I am impatient. I can't wait six minutes for a hard boiled egg. So like, Devin just laughing over there because of the callback. Thank you. Oh gosh, a callback that's like entirely <laughs> off camera. Yes. Yeah, but maybe Scoop will include it just for me. Well, that'll be a cold open. Just talking about hard boiled eggs. Yeah, it won't be the first time we've <laughs> talked about eggs in a cold open. Egg. No, it won't be. Oof. We've All talked right. about <laughs> it's an egg. It's cosmic egg. I feel like I bring eggs into the conversation. You do. You do, yeah, and I appreciate like, that about default. you. I We're have an egg head, I guess. Oh, I think everyone does. Fair enough, Cosmic. You're up. Oh, hello. I'm Cosmic. It's been a while since I've been here, and I've missed everyone. We missed you. Uh, uh, she, her pronouns, and cold. This is the first time where you've asked a question, like, cold open with a question, and I've had an answer immediately. Nice. My favorite game mechanic, feature, whatever, fishing mini game. Yes. Your game yes. mini game. It will become one of my favorite games. So, okay, the like most unexpected fishing mini game is from Hades, right? It's perfect. And I though. I loved that game to begin with and then like spoiler but not really like you unlock the fishing rod. Game the, changer. Dude, didn't know the game I, could get like, better. Here we are. <laughs> it got better. It got better. Like they just yeah. took it up to the next level. My, Every time I see a fishing rod, I'm like, <gasps> My so biggest high. issue with Hades and the fishing <laughs> is that like it's so random where the, there's some rums you just like don't see any at all. Yeah. Yeah. It is very random. It and is. sometimes I see it at the last minute and I miss it. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm you're like, no, I failed. <laughs> I could have had Five extra darkness from the chef. I just like <laughs> delivering things to the head chef and that. Cute. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It's like, here, I brought you food. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the homie. Okay, anyway. Yes, fishing minigame. Next up is Marty. Hi, my name is Marty. I use she, they pronouns. Um, I really like cosmetics endgame. Yes. I like that feature. I... If my can make my character have blue hair, it's gonna happen. Get them all That's dressed and dolled up. So good, mm -hmm. so good. <laughs> also, cosmic Genshin Impact is a fishing mini game. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you after stream. Hell yeah! <laughs> after stream fishing with Cosmic and Marty. It's one thing to have like the good cosmetics, but like to have like what you know. I would call it transmog from just wow or glamour from Final Fantasy, but oh, like yeah. the, the ability okay. to cover up my ugly ass armor with good ass looking gear. That's necessary. Oh. Um, you took fishing from me, which is rough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but uh, similar but to the cosmetics thing. Uh, similar to the cosmetics thing, though, uh, some kind of screenshot mode or G pose in Final Fantasy or yeah. uh, anything like that. Something to make everything. I, I got. I got to show off all this cool looking yeah. stuff. Come on. I have a Genshin story. Impact does that too? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear them, but I'm sure they just said Genshin has that too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. So my husband, when he plays games, photo mode is like 
half the game for him. He lives in photo mode. And like every now and then we'll just go through the photos together and we'll laugh because he takes the most like unhinged photos. Like he'll be like right next to someone's face. Like this is all that's in the camera. And then he'll have like rainbows and butterflies and it'll be edgy like black and white photo he just goes all out and it is beautiful i told him he needs to make a twitter account or something where he posts these or like put him in the chat i want to see some of them so then game recommendation (laughs) for austin pokemon snap yes he would take the most like uncomfortable photos of those pokemon the entire game is taking pictures I know. I f- if I were playing it, I would be trying to get the most aesthetic shot, and he'd be trying to get the most unhinged shot. I, I like Either that dynamic. Exactly. He never. You can't lose. When Pokemon you Scarlet photos. and Violet came out, we found out they had a selfie mode, and I just as soon as I found out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh!" I, I just hear my roommate go, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no." <laughs> I have the same reaction when Austin finds one that's like really in depth, like Ghost of Tsushima or God of War, where they have all the sliders and stuff. And then he'll yep. he'll open the camera mode, and I can tell when it's going to be a long session. And I'll just go, "Okay, here's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to watch TikTok while you spend 20 minutes editing this photo." Fair. Right. <laughs> Gallant by V. E. Schwab. Uh, where Sweet. we last left off. Uh, Olivia got to the mansion. She spent the night there, woke up and saw Matthew going gardening. And she's like, fuck this. I'm going to go confront him. Which then leads to chapter nine starting off really weird for me, where it starts off with her drawing in the garden and not talking to Matthew, which is what I thought she was going to do. You know, we all get a little distracted sometimes. I guess. I guess. Uh, So we learned that like Olivia learned to draw flowers before anything else and that she always wished to be able to touch and feel them like she can right now. And she opens her sketchbook to start drawing, but her eyes keep wandering to the wall. And she gets a feeling that this rune of a wall looks like it's watching her. As she draws it, she has a strange feeling that it isn't just quite right, but she can't figure out what's wrong with it. So while she's trying to figure out, Matthew stops by and asks why she's still here. And he continues his de-weeding. Olivia thinks that how she always wanted like a family, parents who smother her, siblings who tease her, uncles, aunts, grandparents, a great big sprawling orchid full of like roots and branches. But all she has is this singular scowling tree. She watches him deweed for a bit and he informs her that she should leave, that to be a prior is to live and die on these grounds, driven mad by ghouls. Hannah swings by and Matthew asks if she called for a car. Hannah glances at Olivia who quickly shakes her head no and Hannah says that they haven't gotten word yet. She informs Matthew that Edgar found some cracks at the wall. And he grabs a pail and heads over there, but not before telling Olivia to stay put, saying that if she wants to be helpful, she can pull some weeds. So Olivia puts on his gloves that are too big for her, pulls a few, and notes out that these and notes that these weeds are truly gray, like a graphite sketch on watercolor. She pulls weeds down the entire row of rose bushes and glances at Matthew, feeling in mortar and half a dozen cracks in the decaying wall. And she wonders why she's why he's bothering to try and maintain something so clearly falling apart. She wanders a bit and finds a cluster of graves, the prior priors, all laid to rest here. And in this grave, she spots a ghoul and approaches it, hoping it's her mother, but it's not. And it scowls at her and points her to the house. She retreats to where she left her sketch pad, taking the weeding gloves off as she does. And she bends down to pick up her book. She notices a weed wrapped around the bench leg. So she grabs it and tries to pull it, but it's stubborn. She readjusts briefly, noting that it's pricking her hand. And before she realizes the plant moves, cutting her across her palm, She goes to wipe the blood on the ground, but Matthew yells at her to stop. He asks what she's done, and she goes to point at the weed, but it's gone. He wraps her hand in her handkerchief and tells her to get inside. She angrily stomps her way inside, thinking she was just trying to be helpful. 
And that is chapter nine of Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Does somebody want to read the end of chapter text? His voice in your mouth telling me to come back, to come back, to come home. To come home. Anyone have any fun quotes from this chapter they want to share? I got one. Okay. Not a crazy quote or anything. I just like how it was written. Um, it was basically the entire, uh, so all her life, all she wanted was a house and a garden and a room for her own. But tucked inside that was something else. A family, parents whose mother were loved, siblings who teased because they cared, grandparents, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews. In her mind, a family was a sprawling thing, an orchard full of roots and branches. Instead, she has been given the single scowling tree. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. It was this like idea that like she wants this big loving family and she just has per- one person who's actively trying to push her away who didn't yeah. even like ask for her to be there. Yeah. Got some bullshit. I have one. Uh, it's when Matthew was like talking to Olivia. He's like, I have lost so much. He says under his breath, I'll not let it be for nothing. All because a foolish girl didn't have the sense to stay away. And I really want to know more about any of that. I have so many theories, but... Oh, I'm so excited to hear these. We'll wait, yeah. We don't have to wait if no one else has any quotes, because I need I need these theories. Well, Unless you okay. want to share them at the end. Which I'll, awesome. I'll share them at the end after we talk about both chapters, because there's, yeah. there's other things, other, like, images in the next couple chapters. Yeah. Yeah. That go with my theories. I'm excited. But yeah. Excited. <laughs> They're not really that insightful. I don't. I'm excited still. Let me be excited. Why do you guys think Hannah is okay with Olivia staying here? Okay. I have a theory about Hannah. I don't trust Hannah. Hannah mm-hmm. Hannah seems shady to me. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, Hannah, say more. Hannah feels shady to me. Like, she's just like... Like you, you see in the desk, like all the letters that she wrote. I think that might be in another chapter, but like all the letters to all the different orphanage. Like she's looking for her. Mm-hmm. She's looking for her, and she hasn't like gotten the car like Matthew wanted. So like she's up to something, and I don't think it's for the goodwill of Olivia. That is interesting. I think Hannah sees this young child who looks exactly like this previous person that she watched grow up and take care of, and it's like ah. I want to protect this one. I don't want everything that happened wrong with the last one to happen to this one. Then why is she staying in the house when she knows the house is bad? Because I mean, she might not know this child. I don't know. Somewhere it could else. Kind of be, it could be a mix of both in some it ways. Like her intentions are good, but like there's also kind of like evil afoot mm-hmm. that like yeah. she doesn't see as as evil as the rest of them. Like it might be like uh, whatever whatever evil is brewing. It's like. Han- maybe Hannah thinks like, but this is what's best for the girl. Like, I don't know. But or maybe it's maybe best for like Matthew. Matthew like helping him out because she's been around him so long too. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I I understand what you're saying, Cole, and I don't necessarily disagree that it could be mm-hmm. she's oh, fine no, yeah. and a normal person. But also, I don't trust her. I'm kind of iffy on her too. Yeah, she could be suspicious. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To me, it's like she's a nice little old lady. But also, maybe that's why she's so trusting or so trustworthy. Mm. I don't say. trust the trustworthy people. That's an <laughs> issue, isn't it? That's uh, <laughs> There's something wrong something there. To, I need to talk to my therapist. Like, I want Olivia to have allies in the house so bad. It's like, because this yeah. one guy is so mean to her, and then the other two are, like, kind of nice to her. So, like, I don't know. 
reserving was, judgment but he was so rude to her in the garden when she was trying to sign to him and he's like i don't know what you're saying yeah like, are you dumb as well as death it's like damn yeah. damn matthew don't gotta be so cold <laughs> what importance do you guys think that the weeds have in that garden mm. okay it kind of goes with like my theory so okay i'll just say the theory now thank you that's basically mm-hmm. where i was at too <laughs> So, on the cover of this book, you see two houses. My belief is that there's a good house and there's an evil house in, like, another realm. And the garden wall is what's separating the two. And the weeds are kind of like this house trying to infiltrate this house. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's evil. Mm -hmm. And I think they're trying to maintain the garden wall, even though it's falling apart. Because that is, like, the barrier between... Mm -hmm. The evil and etc. But I don't know. That's a, it's a it's a half form theory. Mm. But like the context clues are there. Yeah, yeah. So. No, no, I'm not bored with you. Yeah, I think there's like realms or something like ghoul world, and like when uh, the little the dark parts that are talking about the master of the house. I think that's the master of the house, quote unquote, in the dark house. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I had those thoughts we'll as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some kind of duality happening. I. I think the weeds, so like it's really interesting that they were so like careful once she got cut. He's like, "Don't put your hand on the ground." It's like, are they going to like, since they're like black and white, would they like take your like life away, or like does right. it feed him or nourish them or something? Maybe mm-hmm. they don't know that she's there until they get her blood. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe they get some like control over her or something, or they can like infiltrate her dreams or something more. I don't know. I don't know. Who can say? V Schwab, book. probably. Yeah, V Schwab. Mm. And maybe us at the end of the book. <laughs> maybe. Who can say? We'll learn one way or another. Read and find out. Read and find out. Why do you guys think everyone's being so secretive about like everything that happens at Gatland? Like, no one at this point has given her any clear answer about the curse or anything. To make the book longer. I mean, that's the correct. That's the correct answer for the plot. But like, <laughs> Sorry, oh my god! Shut up now. Uh, I mean, it it seems like a way to protect her. I've, I'm definitely getting the sense that like Matthew, especially, kind of wants to protect her, even though he's being super rude and abrasive about it. Um, the fact that, and I'm looking into a later chapter for this one, but that she um, that she sees her mother much more clearly during the dream or whatever. That it could be a um, kind of like a sign of like, if she knows everything that's going on, she might see this more as an opportunity than as the threat it actually is as we see it. Yeah. Hmm. Also, like something that we didn't really talk about in previous episodes, but like she didn't have dreams until she came to Gallant. Her first night here is the first time that she had a dream. And it's just kind of glossed over in the book by her. Like she didn't react to it at all, which is why we didn't really talk about it. But like. I was listening back to one of our previous episodes when she mentioned that she never had dreams before, but oh, her first night and now both nights here at Gallon, mm-hmm. she's having dreams. Huh? I didn't even think of that. Forgot about that. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the book doesn't bring attention to something that mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think maybe, I think V.E. Schwab has a lot of trust in the readers and kind of leaves these Easter eggs for us to mm-hmm. to do what we're doing now which is be like oh well that's yeah. different like you know you know um 
like not really like spelling everything out for us, which I kind of I appreciate. And I'm glad you caught mm-hmm. that. I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you record and then listen to your podcast <laughs> yeah. <weeks> later. <laughs> it's helpful. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I caught on that. It's, I, it's like rereading the book almost at that kind point. Of. What, uh, you think there's any significance that the wall has? I, I'm with Cosmic Theory on it being like the protection between the two yeah. houses or realms or worlds or whatever, whatever word we want to use. <laughs> whatever they'll use to justify the Coraline world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm, I'm still Coraline. with Coraline theory. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What, what was it called in Coraline? The other... Just, was it just like the other side? Because the, the, the people were called like other mother and other father. And other I don't know. It's not that important, honestly. There's a TikTok series that it's just like, the it's other all world. about... Okay, yeah. <laughs> There's a TikTok series that like fucking dives into Coraline and like oh. goes into every single thing. Like she has watched this movie so many oh times. God. I saw the one it's that so she's like, I saw the one for that. It's like the first five seconds explain tell you the entire plot to Coraline. I'm just like, yeah. okay. She gets I'm, very I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna trust you that you know what you're talking about. They have I saw so many one videos where it was at the beginning when the other mother is making the doll. She's using embalming tools for human bodies and not sewing tools. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, because it, it was a mortician that made the TikTok. Neat. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about, Marty. Hello! Welcome to the tea break. I am Cole. It's spooky season, and I recently purchased mystery flavored Mountain Dew that I picked up from the store. I've only had one so far, and it tasted like generic berry. Whatever you want to imagine berry tastes like in Mountain Dew form, you're probably right. I'm interested in seeing if the other cans taste like different flavors or what, but we will have to see. As we get more and more into the spooky season, one of my favorite things to do is candy shopping. I love Halloween candy, and recently I got a pack of caramel apple suckers, you know, those like big green sucker things and they're so delicious they are one of my favorite candies anyways thank you guys for listening to our show it's been a blast recording these we are pretty well into gallant at this point and if you guys are liking the show liking us talk all those other fun things absolutely the best thing you can do for us is share us with friends that is without a doubt the easiest way to help us grow I cannot overstate just how good word of mouth is for helping new people find us. It is simply the best way for people to hear about us. And it's also like one of the cheapest. It's free to tell people about us. It's simple. It just find somebody you like, send them a text, a message, send them even just this episode link and be like, hey, Here's a book club talking about people who uh, with people who get distracted easily and say goofy things half the time. Check us out. It's great. It's simple. It takes five seconds. So we please, 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 if there's anything you can do to support us, that is absolutely the best way. And if you want like an incentive, right, to share us with friends, um, from how about this? How about this? All right, I'll cut you guys a deal. From now until the end of October. If you share us with a friend and tweet at us with our link that's in our episode description, with the proof that you have shared us with a friend, 
I personally will give you a Halloween-themed monster or NPC for you to use in your tabletop games. How about that? Does that sound like a plan? Great. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. It's been fun. Let's get back to the show, though. Chapter 10 of uh, Gallant by V.E. Schwab. So Olivia goes inside. Edgar cleans and bandages her up, lightly chiding her to try to keep her blood on the inside. She asks if Gallant is haunted and is shocked when he nods and tells her yes, which confused me because, like, she's seen the ghost. I don't know why she was expecting this adult to lie to her. Maybe Maryland's people just always lied to her, but, you know, still. Uh, but he also notes that, like, being haunted isn't bad. Ghosts are just, like, people. Some are good. Some are bad. Most are somewhere in that middle area. He gets her some toast and jam and asks about her sketch pad, and she shows him the last few of his drawings of the garden of the orchard and of the wall. Olivia is filled with questions and tries to ask Edgar some more, but he's already moving away, getting started on some chores that he has to do. So she wanders the estate and is again shocked by its size. It's a place built for 40 people, not just the four that are currently here. She finds the study again with the strange sculpture, the two houses with the metal rings. She stares at it for a second and then gives it a slight nudge, and suddenly the whole thing jumps into motion. The house, the house is moving like dancers, each in their own arc. She stops them as they come close to each other and notes that from this angle, the rings between them almost look like a wall. Quickly, she opens her sketchbook to try and capture the moving energy of the sculpture. But she gets distracted by an open drawer. Inside is loose paper with a bunch of addresses, the last page having Marilance's address. Footsteps warn her of someone approaching, and she quickly puts the notes away and climbs under the desk to hide. Hannah comes in and all but tells Olivia to come out from hiding and lets her know that she's not in trouble. They go and eat dinner, Hannah, Olivia, and Edgar. Olivia thinks that it's like a feast compared to Mary Lance, and then thinks how she wants to stay, despite any curse or hauntings it might have. Matthew comes in and notes that Olivia is still here, and Hannah tells him that the nearest car is in the shop and won't be available for a few days. Edgar says he should sit and eat, but Matthew waves it off, murmuring about not being hungry, despite his thin frame showing otherwise. Olivia asks if he's sick, and Edgar says that he's tired, which can be a kind of sick if it lasts long. Hannah sends Olivia off to bed and goes to make a tray to bring to Matthew's room. On Olivia's way back to her room, she spots her uncle's ghoul. What do you guys think about the Rorschach test that's on the last of this page? It was so pretty. I, I really it. liked it. The hands. It's like a vortex with like hands on the outside, and it looks like almost like an eye for the center of it. It's it looks like cool. an eye and like a, a flower. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can see the flower now. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot like of, like, mechanical things on the edges. Yeah. Cool. I kind of skipped right by it, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see the hands at all, but they're, like, very obvious. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's... It, if you're, like, I didn't see them at first. Mm -hmm. All right, someone you want to read this, like, five paragraphs? Uh, I'm down again, if you want. If you want to, Tevin, go for it. The master of the house is hungry. He's worn thin with it, that hunger. It gnaws like teeth on bone until he cannot stand the ache, until his fingers flex, stiffen their joints. It is unyielding. This place is unyielding. He walks through the ruined garden, past the empty fountain and across the barren gr grounds, through the brittle land that rolls away from the house like a bolt of cloth left to rot in the cupboard. Moth-eaten, threadbare. The fruit is rotten. The ground is parched. The house is falling like sand through the glass. He has eaten every morsel, every scrap, and there's nothing left. He's feasting on himself now, wasting a little more with every passing night. He is a fire running out of air. But it is not over yet. He will burn and burn and burn until the house crumbles, 
until the world gives way. All he needs is a breath. All he needs is a drop. All he needs is her. And so he sits back in his throne and closes his eyes and dreams. Insane. (laughs) Yeah. This is why I don't trust Hannah. The all he needs is her line. Like, I don't know. She wants her to stay too much. And the hungry, I'm, hungry caterpillar gone wrong. Yeah, it True. is. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, give a mouse a cookie. You he know. just wants more and more and more. And of course, Sorry, I was thinking Parker. of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh, Gail. <yeah. laughs> damn it, Gail. Stop eating my oh, shoes. Damn it, Gail. <laughs> so, uh, do we think that Hannah and Edgar can see the ghost at all, or is it something that only the Priors can see? I personally think it's just the Priors. Mm-hmm. I think Hannah and Edgar know that like something's amiss, but I don't think they can see clearly like Hannah and I'm assuming or Olivia and I'm assuming Ed, Matthew. Yeah, can. I don't yeah. think they can see them, but I think they can definitely sense them. Like they have an idea of what's going on without being able to see things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we go along with the the evil Hannah uh, theory, maybe she can, but she just doesn't let on or maybe she can only maybe. see certain ones. But I don't know. He said that the fate of the Priors was to be driven mad and dead by ghosts, so I would guess that Hannah and Edgar, since they're still around, have extremely limited contact, mm-hmm. if any at all. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Do you guys think it was Hannah who sent for Olivia? I don't know. I, do. I wouldn't be surprised. I, like, I'm still here with Matcha right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust know. Her. There's a lot of the. I'm pretty sure the phrase "his voice in your mouth" has appeared at least a few times. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if it was someone pretend, like not just someone as in Hannah pretending to be Arthur, but someone else. Yeah. Hmm. Wiggles eyebrows. Interesting. Wiggles eyebrows. It's like I don't know. It'd be weird for it to be from Arthur at this point. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind this, of ruled that out. Yeah, like this late or like this far after he's dead. Like I don't know, because mm-hmm. at best case scenario, he sent it a year ago, and it took a year to travel. What can be driven in eight hours by car? Yeah. So it's very strange. So I have so okay. I kind of like my mind is running wild with this dual house idea, like one realm in another realm. So this like little blurb kind of like really solidified that because at one point we were wondering like who is the master of the house, right? Like who are they talking about in these little blurbs? Mm-hmm. And they describe Matthew as the master of the house in at some point in one of these chapters. Yeah. So, and I'm like, god damn it, like he's so lame. I don't want him to be the master of the house. But if we're talking about evil Matthew in evil house, and they talk about how, like, he's hungry and, like, disintegrating and, like, the garden is no longer, is, like, a decrepit and, like, dying. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Olivia was, like, the garden at the house was so beautiful and lush and this and that. So, like, mm-hmm. there's this other house that's, like, deteriorating. And I think, like, again, like, I think this... It, decrepit evil house is trying to feed off the life of like this other house for whatever reason i wonder if hannah 
is I, evil Hannah. Yeah, sometimes I don't trust Hannah. <laughs> I agree with all of what you said, except I think the master of this other house, I don't think it's Matthew. I think it's something a lot older than all of them, like generations mm. and generations old. Like the original mm-hmm. prior? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like they mentioned his name at one point when they were talking about like the entire lineage that was on the wall, but I yeah the portraits. I don't oh, Thomas, right? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, Thomas. Thomas is correct. And then I'm in impressed. my mind, I just want to call him Matthew with a different accent, like Matthew or something like that. <laughs> Matthew. No, maybe don't give him the Mexican name. That might no. come off wrong. Yeah, but I am no, Mexican. I can do this. Yeah, you spell can, it. You can spell do it. it how spell it how Macha spells Ratatouille, but with an M. It's still pronounced Matthew, but it's spelled that way. <laughs> yep. First, that's exactly how it goes now. That's, that's it. That's it. I will say something interesting. When you were talking about it, Cosmic, it made me think about, about this, but the same author has another series called The Threads of Power, which is a good series. I really enjoyed it. The I think the book came out, the like fourth in the series came out two days ago. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. Um, but they have like different worlds in that book too, where there's like a world that's like thriving and doing super well. And then basically all the magic was stored in that world. And so the other two like realms are suffering because of the lack of magic. Like it was Ooh. sealed off. And so the worlds are like decaying or falling apart and it interesting yeah so hey right away you know yeah exactly so maybe (laughs) we see you Uh, before i got into the questions (laughs) but does anyone have any quotes from this chapter at all i was a bit lazy on the quotes this time (laughs) also like this one was like there was a lot that kind of happened but none of it like stood out prominently the description for like the little dancing things was cute, but I basically quoted that when in my recap already. So, of how they moved like arcs and little dancers. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say your recaps this week have been so good. Yes. Thank you, Cole. We'll see if that continues when we talked about chapter 11 because I did that one today <laughs> and the other two, two days ago. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see where Cole's mind is at between days. Uh, Olivia can't sleep. She tosses and turns, her head filled with questions, and as she's about to get up and explore some more, she hears the door drift open. She hears feet scrape across her bed, feels the weight of someone getting in. She looks over. Sure, it's just a trick, but she finds her mother. But not as a ghoul. This version looks very alive, despite its shifting appearance. Olivia can't move. Her limbs feel loaded with lead. The mother touches Olivia's cheek gently, whispering, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia. And with a jolt, Olivia wakes upright. She glances over and sees her mother's ghoul, rotting and decaying, and she scrambles away and falls with a thud off her bed. She races to her sketch pad and begins to draw the face she saw in her dream, but it's interrupted when she hears a scream echoing through the halls. She follows the continued scream till she reaches Matthew's room, where Edgar and Hannah seem to be trying to console him. Hannah is telling him, it's just a dream, it cannot hurt you, as she and Edgar try to force his hands into leather straps. Matthew keeps calling out, begging, please, they're hurting him. Edgar finally goes to Olivia and signs that she must go back to bed. Olivia asks him what's wrong with Matthew, and he responds, just bad dreams. Olivia goes back to bed to think about what kind of dreams could reach out through your sleep and into your bed, caress your cheek, or leave you begging for mercy. That's chapter 11 of Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Got some bad sleep paralysis. That is some bad sleeps. 
And the only quote I had from this one is the ending. So I'll do this last ending too, if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> Go for it. for it. There is no rest in sleep. These dreams will be the death of me. Say so the one I have quoted here is uh, Hannah talking to him saying, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It cannot hurt you. Which is like very the exact same that was in uh, Olivia's book previously. Which is like the book mm-hmm. brings that to attention. It's not like a super in-depth revelation on my end. Uh, but yeah, it's like not, it's not like a huge revelation because the book mentions it outright that like this is a callback to Olivia's mother's promises from her notebook. Mm-hmm. But it's still like cool to see. Yeah. And even like um, just talking in one of the earlier chapters, I forget which one, of um, her doing flashbacks of uh, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt. Like, I, I don't know why that felt also kind of uh, adjacent to me. Yeah, when. Uh... Yeah, when Edgar is bandaging her up. Yes. This is uh, our first time really getting to see, like, what's ailing Matthew. And Olivia also had a, like, kind of unsettling dream at the same time. What do you guys think is, like, happening with these dreams? I don't know. I don't know. We need more info, I think. More info, yes. I'm over here thinking, like, a phase of the moon thing or something, but, like... (laughs) We're werewolves. I'm I'm just making that up, but, like... For some reason, now is stronger. At this well, I moment. I feel like it's because she lost blood in the garden. Like, Ooh, well, maybe. the they the mm. blood never actually touched the ground. It was only ever in her hand, and then Matthew. But it touched the it touched the vine, though, right? The vine scratched her, but exactly, when you, it, you don't get the blood on it right away. Maybe it's just like the fact that Olivia is there. You know, like she's having weird dreams, and now maybe mm-hmm. it's catching up to Matthew. Like, I just assume that like Gallant itself is just more of a focus point for this rather than mm-hmm. rather than Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it sounds True. like like if they have the leather straps like, already in place, it sounds like Matthew's been going through this for a while. Mm-hmm. Just a day in the life. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so sleepy and grouchy. I mean, mm-hmm. I would be too. Yeah, really. You you get like shitty sleep every night and then this random girl comes over and she's like, Yeah, you sent for me. He's like, I didn't fucking send for you. <laughs> By the way, I'm your cousin. Please, I don't know. Like, please, nope. it, it's bad enough. <laughs> I probably have some sleep apnea thing going on. I totally feel the uh, not sleeping when you're sleeping thing. <laughs> totally. Seeing guys, someone uh, have sleep paralysis though is so scary. Like, so like I could kind of relate to this because Austin gets it sometimes, and it's always like, "Holy shit, I feel so bad." But ugh. having it is scary. I had sleep paralysis one time where I had I heard someone open my door and come over and sit on my bed. Luckily, I couldn't see them because I was facing the other direction. I know Austin's had stuff like that, too. He's also had ones that I think are a little bit funny, but they're they were really scary to him. But they're like, he's like, I heard the vacuum turn on right next to my <laughs> ear. <laughs> it wouldn't shut up. <laughs> he's like, that's, I gotta move. Like, that's funny to us. But like, also, if I had to. It would be really scary. That, yeah. If I like woke up at night and I just heard a vacuum right in my ear, I'd be yeah. terrified and also annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's I don't know. It just makes me laugh, but I also feel terrible because like I see him get so scared. It's it, fine. It, we can it's laugh at Austin. Scary. We get. Dude, I used to get Austin. it when I was little all the time. Oh. I haven't gotten it in years. Knock on wood. But like, holy shit, that shit is crazy. It okay. I got it. Yeah, like once in my life for me, and I do not want to go back. <laughs> I cannot think of any specific situation where I've had it, but like, 
I don't know, probably at some point, maybe. I don't think I've ever experienced it. I've had really vivid dreams and like mm. dreams I could control. I've had a few of those here and there, Lucid but like, dreaming. yeah, I've had a few of those, but I've never That's had sometimes. They Lucid are. Dreaming, uh, is like always interesting to me, but also kind of terrifies me. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to control this. Please take it. <laughs> I, Actually, I can't be I, responsible here. I bought a book during uh like lockdown because uh-huh. you know you're bored on like yeah. how to lucid dream and I like tried it. It worked once and it was kind of cool, but I couldn't really control anything and then I just yeah. gave up. <laughs> I will say like someone pointed out recently that like you don't see your phone ever in dreams. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen my phone in a dream. I saw a tweet about that the uh. other day. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen my phone in a dream but i couldn't read anything on it yeah i do know that you cannot read anything in a dream you can't use it yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's like ai language like when they're Mm -hmm. doing the ai art true it's like minecraft enchanting text (laughs) who do you guys think uh matthew's trying to protect in his dream i don't know maybe baby matthew i don't know i'm just assuming it's like arthur his father I thought about that too, but like he seems pretty resigned to the fact that he's dead. So yeah, but like when you he could see, be lying. Like, when you see like the ghouls of everyone around you all the time. Mm. Yeah, that is true. They should really bury these people farther away. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like <laughs> if this is a constant issue, maybe be like, yeah, we're not gonna add to the army. <laughs> if Olivia can still see her mother. Maybe Matthew can still see Arthur. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah, a good. Makes point. sense. And like, when when you're having these fucked up dreams where they come back looking fully alive and stuff, I'm sure after months and months of that, it's hard to know what's reality and what's fake. Yeah, I don't quite know who Thomas is, but I think he's bad. <laughs> Hannah and Thomas they're in link with each other somehow yeah she talked about him kind of fondly at one point I don't know we got this cute little scene between Hannah and Edgar where it seemed like they're in love and I don't want I think they're in love they kissed on the cheek yeah I don't want Edgar to be a wholesome guy and Hannah to be evil I just don't want Edgar's not Edgar's evil too no No. Edgar (laughs) wouldn't have banished her hand so nicely and sewn it up and made sure she was okay Sure he would have. He's like, we need this blood in here so we can give it to the flowers some more. I don't know. It's a bad <laughs> bad theory, but it's fine. Isn't that Undertale? Uh, I yeah. haven't played Undertale. Yeah, the actual actual the uh the evil villain of Gallant is just Flowey, actually. Well it's like Harry Potter. Like Dumbledore knew that Harry Potter had to die. Dumbledore was also <laughs> kind of a dumbass. Second Dumbledore died. All today. respect to the guy who yeah, just pull, died pull today. <laughs> Wait, who? R.I.P. The second actor for was the second actor really? Yeah, he passed yeah. away today. Shit. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Follow us on various social medias. Share us with friends. Tell your uncles about us. Not it's Uncle always Thomas. The uncles. I don't. Not that, that that's uncle. just like the first one it goes to for my head for some reason. <laughs> Tell your teachers about us. Actually. Tell- Tell someone in your life named Arthur about us. Yeah, oh, tell God. Arthur Connell Doyle. Arthur or Doyle. Hannah. Conan. Conan, yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Connell, Daniel. You know anyone named Hannah? You can share it with them. I do know somebody named Hannah. Though. I do One know Hannah. Yes. Are you going to share it with them? 
No. Uh, I know two <laughs> Hannahs. One of them already knows about the podcast. We love you, Hannah. If you're listening. Shout out to Hannah.